Hello and good morning everybody. This is Pastor Lenny and uh, it is Thursday. The week is just flying by. I want to start by saying how much I love you and how much I appreciate you and how much you all mean to me. Um, you're all very special. The cards, the letters, the financial giftings, you know, just, but beyond that, you guys are all very special to me. And I want to let you know that I pray and I seek Holy Spirit for you guys, for me, for Lord, for me, for Lori, for my family, for you guys. I know a lot of you are hurting. I know a lot of you are looking for answers, you know. Perhaps that's why you come here. And I know that. I don't, I don't ever want to be just another broadcast. I don't ever want to be just another ministry. I want the Holy Spirit to show me the truth of the word for me, for Lori, for you. I care very deeply. And I just want to let you know that. I love you. And I am moved by my love for you to seek Holy Spirit, to just find, find the truth from the Word of God that's even in our translations that has been clouded by man. I care for you guys and I love you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Amen, Lori? Amen. See, Lori's here, but she's not here. I think she's pretty enough to sit beside me, but... For some reason, eh, she'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> so anyway, yesterday I did Enemies of Faith. And I hope you caught it. If not, please go back. Because as I was laying in bed, the Lord brought another enemy of faith to me. And... Uh, he does it in the, in the same way all the time, gently, lovingly, with a wonderful instruction, never giving any guilt, shame, or condemnation. And uh, he brought this other one to me. Now, I'm going to share it with you, and you might be caught off guard with this one. You might be caught off guard with this one. As was I. As was I. Uh, the fourth enemy, fourth enemy of faith that I want to talk about before we move on to um, um, exploring our faith number seven, which is going to be evidences of faith. But before, before we move on, I want to talk about this fourth enemy of faith. You probably never ever heard anyone mention, mention this as an enemy of faith. Probably you never will. And no one I told it to Lori, she was like, what? No. The fourth enemy of faith that I want to talk about, and there could be, there could be many more, but I've just given you some four key enemies of faith. <clears throat> but number four is hope. Remember when I shared that with you, Lori? Yep. 
Hope is an enemy of faith. Hope is an enemy of faith. The reason why is this. <clears throat> Hope is always in the future. Evidence that it hasn't taken place. That's why hope is an enemy of faith. Let's look at what the scripture says. I always have to go back to the scriptures, never want to take it out of context, always want to stay in context and find the truth. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the substance. Faith is the reality. Faith is the assurance of the things you hoped for. See, you're not still hoping if you have the substance, you have the evidence, you have the title deed, you own it, it's yours. Those are the things you hoped for. Because hoping, hoping is always in the future. Evidence, it hasn't taken place. And that's not faith. Lori, does that, does that bring, does that make sense? Yeah. Bring clarity? So now let's look at what the, the Passion Translation, this is what the Passion Translation reads about that verse. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So you see, faith is what brings hope into a reality. Faith makes it a reality. We must operate from the reality. We must, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight, not by hope. This is what it says in the Mirror Study Bible. Persuasion confirms the confident expectation. See, you have the confident expectation, which is hope. But now the faith has confirmed it. So now you're living in the faith, the confirmation, the present, no longer the expectation. Persuasion confirms confident expectation and proves the unseen world to be more than to be more real than the seen. Faith celebrates as certain what hope has visualized for the future. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. So now, I thought, I thought about my own life. I thought about my own walk. When the body was hit with cancer, okay? For instance and it is now 
freed because it was back at Calvary. But during that walk that Jesus took me through, it had 210 radiation beams. 210 radiation beams, separate radiation beams into four, four tumors and 17 weeks of chemotherapy. Now, cancer-free, but know this, the body, the flesh, was still going through residuals. Residuals from that. And I kept living not in faith, but I kept living in hope. Hope is in the future. I hope that very shortly this will pass. I hope that soon this will be over. When I take my position behind the pulpit to speak, right, before that happens, I hope that when I get there, I won't cough, that it will be over. Do you see what I'm saying? I've been asked to speak with my daughter in August at a healing crusade. You know what I've found myself hoping? I've been hoping that by August, some of these residual effects of the 210 particle beams and the 17 weeks of chemo will be over. You see what I'm saying, Lori? I'm hoping that in the future, you see, that's why hope is the enemy of faith. I will no longer hope for what faith has made a reality to me and in my life. So faith Believe it or not, I mean, hope, believe it or not, is number four. I hope it makes sense. If it doesn't, please ask me questions and please don't be afraid to share your comments. So now we're going to move into Exploring Faith Part 7, Evidences of Faith. Now, it's, we're at the 10-minute mark, so we're only going to do half of these today. We're going to visit the other half tomorrow. And, and I believe I have five. I'm not sure. But there are many, many more. These are the five that Holy Spirit brought to me. Evidences that you are in faith and not in hope. You hear me, Laura? Yeah. You can say amen every once in a while. I know you're taking notes. Number one evidence that you're in faith for me today, for you, is peace. A state of peace and rest. 
John chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus tells us, peace, I leave with you. It's my peace. And remember, we are united with him. We are one with him. Peace, I leave with you, my peace. I give it to you. Not as the world gives. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. I remember the peace the doctor tried to give to me. Remember? Mm -hmm. You know, this may work. When these treatments are over, we may need some more. We'll have to visit additional treatments. They don't even bother with me anymore. Right, lawyer? Am I right or wrong? They're so right. It's like you are cleared. It is gone. There's no more need for anything. I'm, they forgot me. <laughs> they forgot me. But you see, they're not giving peace. What we feel, what we hope, what we think. <laughs> Jesus says, no. My peace I give to you. Not as the world give it. It's a complete peace. It's an amazing peace. It's an awesome peace. And it comes with the rest. That word peace, irene. You know what the primary definition of that? It's joining Adjoining. Here we go again. The word adjoining. Joining what? Joining Christ. Joining what about Christ? Joining in his peace. Isn't that beautiful, Lori? Absolutely. We've joined in and entered into his peace. His peace. Quietness. Quietness. Rest. Now look at the word troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. And that word is terrasso, and it means stirred or agitated. Stirred or agitated. Trouble. Now I had, I still have it. Cindy, this is for you, a wonderful cup of coffee. And I put a little chocolate in it. And I took my portable, what's that called, Laura? Portable frother, mixer, oh, yeah. whatever. And I put it in there and I watched it agitated, 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 agitated. A complete and opposite state of quietness. Like when I drive across the Mid-Hudson Bridge on a calm day. You can see reflections like a mirror. Oh boy, something just came to me. Reflections like a mirror as you look in that water. On a windy day, there's waves, there's white caps. It's, it's, it's stirred. There's, there's a total lack of rest. This is what just came to me, guys. In that state of joining oneness with his peace and at rest, the reflection of the water, that's when you'll see the true reflection of yourself that 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 talks about. We behold, as in an image, the glory of the Lord. 
that comes from a place of rest and peace and calmness. Never from agitation and being stirred because you're troubled. Wow, this is good, isn't it, Laura? Awesome. I know you're just saying that because you're my wife. No. Afraid. Neither let it be afraid. Fear of uncertainty. Fear of uncertainty. So Jesus is telling us, I've given you, you have my peace in union with me. My peace is your peace. There is no room for stirring up and agitation. There is no room for troubled, a troubled heart. There's no place for it. There's no place for the fear of uncertainty because it is certain. You are, you have, and you can. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3. This is all under number one, peace and rest. Hebrews number 4, verse 3, guys. For those of us who believe, faith has activated, faith has activated the promise. Oh, isn't that awesome? And we experience the realm of confident rest. Let me read that again. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3, the Passion Translation. For those of us who believe, faith has activated the promise, and we experience the realm of confident rest. Exclamation point. Oh, that's beautiful. For he has said, I, have I was grieved with them and made a solemn oath. They will never enter into the calming rest of my spirit. God's works have all been completed from the foundation of the world. So what this is saying is because they didn't believe, because faith was not activated, was not mixed with their hearing, or did not come by their hearing of the word of God, they were agitated, they were stirred, they were afraid. There was no calming rest. And so because of that, they could not enter into the finished work. Troubled, agitated, uncertainty, not being at peace and at rest will keep you from the finished work. Wow. This is the Word of God. I'm not giving you anything but the Word. Rest here means a put to rest. A, it means this, a calming of the winds. Rest celebrates his work is complete. Rest is Jesus in the back of the boat, crossing the sea of Galilee to meet that demon that was crying out at night. He was asleep at the back of the boat. Why? He was at rest. Didn't matter what was happening all around him, right? He wasn't troubled and he did not have fear like the disciples. He was sleeping. And guess what? 
he was in the back part of the boat where the steering mechanisms are, where the weight of the boat is. Guess what he's telling us, guys? Do you know if this boat goes down? I'm the first one under because I'm in the back of the boat. So it ain't going down because I said we're going to the other side. He slept. The disciples are like, what's going on? Look at these waves. Look at the wind. Feel the boat. It's rocking. We're going to drown. We're all stirred up. We're all troubled. There's certain uncertainty in our lives right now. How can he sleep? He knows we're going to perish. He knows. Remember what Jesus said? Where's your faith? You had no faith. You had no faith. You had no peace. You had no calmness. You were not in rest. You were stirred. You were agitated. You were full of fear and uncertainty. So what does he get up and do? Peace be still. He speaks, he speaks to the storm. He speaks to the wind. And now the waters become as a glass plate or a mirror. <laughs> and the disciples are like, who is this? Who is this? I'm going to tell you who this is. This is Jesus. If you fix your eyes on Jesus, right? He is the author and finisher and completer of faith. It is nowhere better pictured than in that portion of scripture in Mark. Because if Peter and James and John and Matthew and Andrew and Philip and, and, and uh, whoever else, Jude, whoever else was there, Lori, get this. If they would have fixed their eyes on Jesus, they would have fixed their eyes on complete rest and peace. And that would have completed their faith. And there would have been no more stirring, no more agitation, no more troubled hearts, no more fear of the uncertainty. So we are going to stop right now because it's at the 22 minute mark. We're going to continue tomorrow as we look at exploring our faith part seven, evidences of faith. Today, we did peace and rest. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing with you. I'm standing with you. We are people of faith. We'll see you tomorrow, Friday.